This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Seagulls Social, Season 3, Episode 10. And we have got an absolute cracker today because we are joined. Well, first of all, sorry, Marcus, to do this to you. Let's introduce Ben and Ryan first. There we um, go. Yeah. <laughs> the important people in this podcast. The important But of course, we are joined by the legend himself, Marcus Smith, England's number 10. How are we doing, Marcus? You all good? Yeah, I'm all good. Thank you. I'm all good. Uh, good to be on here. I've I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've watched a few clips here oh, and yes. there. And, uh, that's yeah, bad. That's so weird. <laughs> we didn't pay him to say that as well, by the way. If you listen, you probably think it has happened, but we didn't even pay him. <laughs> oh, clip that up. Clip yeah. that up and we'll get it on socials. <laughs> um, that's going to that's gonna be our new bio, I think. Uh, Marcus. Yeah. Um, right, Marcus. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for making time. I know you've been busy with the house move and uh, obviously you've got a lot going on as well. Um, just let, Let's just kick off. Um, we'll first kick off with just... The game, uh, of course, Spurs game. Uh, it wasn't the best game, a bit disappointing. Just kick us off, mate. What, what do you think of the game in general? Uh, so I managed, to, I managed to get down there in the end. I was planning on going Eubank, um, Connor Ben, but sadly that was cancelled. And my brother mm. messaged me saying there's a free ticket. And uh, to be honest, the first time um, seeing a bit of Deserby ball, and I thought a couple of ha- a couple of times my my head was in my hands. I thought we played a bit too much from the back, but. Ultimately, I, I like the way, um, I like the style of play. I watched even, I'm, I'm that much of a nose, I watched De Zerbi's tactics with Sassuolo and, and he said that no way. Um, that's what he wants right. to do. So, so fair play um, with two weeks of training. I, I like the intent, I like the style of play. I just think um, in time, obviously, I think they'll get better. But it was first frustrating because we were knocking on the door for bloody ages mm. and um, we couldn't quite break them down. But it's tough when they've got, 11 people behind the ball, um, literally <laughs> on the edge of the box. So, so, yeah, so awful to watch. Start, it's so annoying. It's, so yeah, it's just so annoying. Yeah. It's the like anti-football it's versus us, pro-football, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think, mate, honestly, it's a testament to us, like how we've we've now got big six teams coming to the Amex who have to literally park the bus, put 11 men behind the ball, as you say, mm. to get a result. That's, that's mad be because, massive. you know, Tottenham coming to the Amex five years ago, it would have been, let's just hope, you know, we can get anything out of this game, keep the score down, potentially, if Harry Kane's on it. 
Whereas now it's like we go to Tottenham and really, really disappointed with a one 0 loss and a game that we, to be honest, played all right in to, for the for the most part. Yeah, I, I, saw, I thought we got. I saw a lot of uh, Twitter reaction and you know social yeah. media reaction as as we always get from after a Brighton game, and I saw a lot of people like saying, "Oh, it's um, it was you know we weren't." that great but I, I thought i thought we were good like you know i thought most parts we dominated it's just it they, like, like like you said marcus and ben as well it was literally anti-football you just put mm. 10 men behind the yeah. ball you know conte style defensively and it was just very frustrating to watch but, but ben any any other sort of insight into the game um well, I was underneath the flag. I don't know if you saw the flag in the North Stand. That was quite fun to, oh, yeah. to uh, drag along. Yeah, that was, no, that, I, I, that was sick at the start. That was nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I must have looked like a right prat just standing in the stairs, like pushing it over <laughs> in that. Um, I don't know. I just think like, on another day, like Solly March's chance would probably go in. Danny Welbeck mm. might have scored. It was just a horrendous game to go to if you did go to it. Um, yeah, mm. it was just an awful game yeah. all round. Spurs defended plus, well. That's the only thing I can say positively. Plus the train strikes as well. So the yeah, um, was, that was chaos. Everyone was bloody delayed getting in there, and um, even even I had to out. wait for the bus at Mill Road with my dad and my brother, and we were there for like forty minutes. And we were worried oh, about missing missing kickoff, and um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad I got there in the end, and it was good to be back at the Amex. Do you get recognised at the Amex, Mark? I was just about to ask that. Hey, um, there's a few there's a few fans near me that. Um, must watch their rugby, but um, I've got really close to the guys around me uh, now that I've been going to the Amex for probably five, five or six years, and um, it's yeah, it's it's been good. Like they, they don't really uh, bother me. They know that I'm there for the football, not not anything else. So it's um, well, the selfies. It's good. No, no, there's none of that. There's none of that, guys. None of that. <laughs> Love it. Just a quick one. Sorry, well, you're telling us off air that uh, football is miles better than rugby. Obviously, um, can you confirm that live on air for us? Uh, I I love I love my football. I can't I can't confirm that. Um, I love my yeah, football. When I was younger, when I was younger, I did want. To, uh, no, I did I did want to be a fo- footballer when I was younger. Um, my mom definitely wanted me to be a footballer, and um, so yeah, I, I I do love my football. We still have our fantasy league up at Quinns, and and oh, nice. we've even got an England one going this year. So we're all we're all behind it, and we all got our teams. So who, who's um, uh, who, who's your captain, Marcus? Uh, it's Erling Haaland, obviously. Ah, yeah, standard, <laughs> standard. Yeah, did, did you have uh, a trial? Yeah. So, did you have a trial at a Premier League team, current Premier League team? Am I right? Thank yeah, you. I had a trial at Tottenham when I was young, um, when I was 14. Um, didn't get in. I remember crying down the phone. My mum was in America at the time with her family. And um, I remember crying down the phone to her, telling her how um, cutthroat and ruthless football is. And I think it, it kind of taught me a few things around toughening up um but it's never nice to get told you're not good enough um and yeah i still i remember it to this day i was driving back to brighton uh from north london it was it was a nightmare to be honest in the car uh, just wonder right. thinking i'm gonna have to be a rugby player just crying down the phone <laughs> don't have to be rugby, i'm gonna give up on football <laughs> it's gone quite well though isn't it how, how long after marcus was it um when you got rejected by spurs that you went into to quinn's what was this sort of um, the, the gap? I reckon I reckon it was around 14 15 as well so I reckon it must have been about six months oh, probably close to that I played for a little bit for Brighton um, center of excellence so I think it's one below the academy um, yeah. with a few guys uh, there which was quite good but again Brighton College being more rugby rugby dominated as well um, mm. it was quite hard to, to carry up both Um but I still, I still went to the Amex. I still enjoyed playing a little bit in the summer holidays and stuff when I was at school down at uh, Hove Park and on that 3G, you know, the old 3G. Now they've done it up, uh, but the yeah. old one. Yeah, I used to be there all the time with my brothers. It was good. Good crack. 
Unreal. So, so Marcus, well, um, how was it? Oh, oh sorry. Go on. Go on. Yeah, go on. Um, so thought... how was it that you um, got into sort of becoming a Brighton fan, becoming, you know, loving the club as much as you did? I know you're around Brighton, but was it just that, you know, is, is there any similarities to rugby in that way? Was it, you know, the sportiness or was it just that it was there, you wanted to watch Brighton play? Yeah, so my dad, uh, my dad's born and raised in Brighton. He moved, he moved to Asia when he was about um, mid twenties, I think. He had enough of Brighton or enough of England and uh, moved <laughs> to moved to Asia. Um, and whenever we moved back, when I think when I, when I was thirteen, um, he always wanted to live in Brighton. So since I was thirteen, we we were asking me and my brothers were asking him for season tickets um, when we first arrived. But we, there was a massive waiting list for the Amex and. Uh, we only managed to get them when I was 15, 16. And I still remember days down there, like Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights in the championship, uh, which was tough. Um, <laughs> Good old days. Obviously, we were, yeah, we, we, days, we were doing yeah. well for some years. And then there were some relegation battles in the champ. And I kind of just enjoyed being being at the ground. I love my football anyway. And my dad, being a proud uh, Brightoner, I guess, um, I kind of carried that on. And, and my brothers love them to bits as well. And... My youngest brother was still trying to um, uh, make him a Brighton fan. He still he still loves Arsenal. Just but, about to uh, say, my cousin yeah. James Barca, who you know, obviously he was asking me to ask you, how did you become the Brighton fan when you've got a Liverpool fan and also an Arsenal fan in your family as well? <laughs> yeah, so so Luke, Luke liked Liverpool. In, in Asia, Brighton um, weren't that big. But Luke's now converted to, to a Brighton fan. Um, Get on him. And yeah, so on, so there's two of us now, and, and the youngest one we're still working on. Every time Arsenal come to the Amex, he he's begging for a bloody um, away ticket. So and he's <laughs> oh, giving it he's oh, giving it large in the away end. No, but I saw you, you at Fulham away. You wearing that, you wearing your lab Bible jumper? That was quality. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that was actually a new present from from Maz. So yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it, mate. I, was, I thought I thought it was going to be one of those presents where it's like you take it home, like really polite. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it, and then you should goes never ever wear it again. So, um, yeah, yeah, it goes in the bin. Yeah, so I, straight I, to the girl. I wore it once. I wore it first and last. Last <laughs> 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 oh, night. <laughs> Love it. Um, also, quick wait, quick question. Sorry, I'm sort of going back a little bit. What position did you play? You know, when you were trialing for Brighton and stuff, where you played for uh, Spurs and Brighton. What, what position did you play? Did I played you... uh, centre mid. Okay, spraying those passes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was locking it down like Liam Bridcut in the middle. <laughs> Liam Bridcut. Hey, that's a throwback. That's a great. He's he class. He is unreal. He was. He was. Mate, class. He, he was. He was. <laughs> mate, for Brighton, he was. For Brighton, he was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. The, the thing I remember about Rick is he out jumped everyone. Like, I remember specifically he out jumped Mertesacker and he was like five foot five. It was crazy. I don't know if you remember that. His leap was crazy. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being short, Ryan. There's nothing wrong with being short. Of course, just sorry, just quickly um, on the whole um, obviously Brighton memories. You talk about Liam Brigcart and obviously the Amex and stuff. What's been your fondest memory as a Brighton fan to date? My fondest memory as a Brighton fan? Uh, I, I, to be honest, I enjoyed. Um, it was when Potter was still there. We went Arsenal away and we won 3-2. Nice. And I took my housemate um, at the time, Caden, Caden Murley, who um, I've managed to convert. To convert. He's, he still supports United, but I told him we're going to come hard on them. So um, <laughs> he's, he, he likes Brighton now, so he, he, made, he made the jump. But that, that result was unreal. I think that's kind of, that set the tone um, for me where like we could probably mix it with the, with the big boys. Um, and I think it was, yeah, I would say that time. And then back in the, back in the day, it was probably when we were, um, when we got promoted 
and we got I got on the field as well when knockout and, and all the boys were singing um, yeah. all the songs and we still That's got our nice. videos that that um, me and my brother still have because we managed to get on the field from East Upper down down to the field so it was class. Nice man. Nah, uh, you mentioned growing up in Asia very briefly, but um, obviously some people might not know that. So you grew up in the Philippines and in Singapore, right? What was it like yeah, yeah. growing up in both countries? Must be. Yeah, it was unreal, mate. Um, I think uh, it's hard to explain to to anyone who hasn't lived there, but um, just the amount, that, just the range of people that you meet over there. That like I was hanging around with a lot of English people, expats who lived there, as well as Aussies, South Africans, um, New Zealanders. So. For me, with with regards to rugby and, and sport, uh, the level was actually quite good, and we went on some brilliant tours together um, to Australia, to to KL in, in Malaysia, and and a lot of the life was was being outside just because the weather was so good. Um, so that's why I kind of um, all three of us have have found the love for sports and and just being outdoors and, and enjoying each other's company really. Um, but it, the lifestyle is completely different, like. Uh, you do. We have a lot of barbecues the whole year round. We do. We, we play in the parks barefoot, um, which is completely different to here and, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to explain. You get called subbing wrong if you walk around the park barefooted in winter. Or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might find you might find a few needles in East London as well. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you, you don't don't want that. But uh, no. Um, just, just going on, on to it as well. Um, so going from that, having that extremes of like, like you said, parkies every day, you know, all that kind of stuff to then moving to England, getting your move to Queens. What, what was that like? Uh, and how did the move come about as well? Uh, so my dad always wanted to, to move back to Brighton, um, mainly for his job and, and, and to see my grandparents who, who both live here as well as uh, for us three, because uh, the level of exposure over here and, and the people you can meet in England is is obviously much greater opportunity over here and I think it was it was a blessing that we came back at that time because 13 probably roughly when you, you um, join a senior school and we were very lucky we, we got scholarships to Brighton College and um, I guess that the, the main memory I have is arriving in Brighton I think it was around August September it was starting to get cold starting to get darker at like 4 or 5 p.m. and my mum and my mum and the three of us really struggled um, just around the darkness, really. We'd go to school in the dark and, and get home in the dark, and we were never used to that growing up in Asia. Um, but we soon got over that because of the friends we made and, and the experiences we had um, playing playing sport, doing things in Brighton. Um, and, yeah, Brighton's a great place to grow up, so it's, it's it was a good move, I think, in the end. What's your favourite thing about Brighton? Uh, I like, I, first of all, I love the summer, so I like going down the seafront, uh, Kicking a ball about on the lawns. Nice. Um, Shout out what else lawns. we do? Playing <laughs> yeah. golf. Playing golf at the dike. Um, I like swimming once in a while. I used to love the pier. I used to love the dolphin dolphin game at the pier. Oh, elite. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. You know the dolphin game? Yeah, yeah, we throw the balls. We yeah, throw yeah, the balls yeah. in there. Yeah, it's a race. Yeah. Oh, it's unreal. I was a prize. I didn't get to go in the arcade. Yeah, she I actually love that. So I have a question on that as well. When when you go, so you go down the lawns to play what rugby or football? So see, what's natural? Uh, we, it's quite tough to play touch rugby <laughs> in my time. Yeah, off. Like, but back like... in the day, back in the day, uh, we used to do both. So we used to bring a rugby football, we'd bring cr- quick cricket around. We just do everything uh, with yeah. my mates. Um, but a lot of it was just like 
uh, one one bounce is it like keep you happy yeah, one, one bounce, bounce and then yeah, we do like headers and volleys yeah. and stuff like that yeah, um, so probably like... football to be honest we, a lot of my mates yeah. in Brighton are, uh, prefer their football yeah. Marcus, were you were you that annoying kid at school that was good at every sport? I bet you were, weren't you? <laughs> that, that annoying kid, <laughs> just good at every sport. I, I love my sport, and um, I was I was all right at football and rugby, and um, all right, all right. right. So, you're, so you're, you're a current you're a current England international. You had you had trials at Spurs. Yeah, I bet you were sick at cricket as well, weren't you? You were good at cricket as well. Uh, I was alright at cricket, yeah. You 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 went to Bright College, bro. Right? Don't don't lie to me. I know. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, know. I hate I hate people at Brighton College, honestly. From newbie, uh, we just like despise them. Just yeah, yeah. everything, every just sport, too good. Yeah. But um, Marcus, how how um, sort of shifting it onto your rugby career? How how sort of important is it for you now playing for your boyhood club, right, in in Harlequins? And how important is that for you? And special is it now to represent them? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, I was very lucky enough um, to get offered a contract when I was 18, but my journey with Quinn started a lot longer, a, a lot longer ago. And um, moving to Brighton College, Quinn's control uh, Sussex and Surrey, and for me, it was I got in the academy as I said when I was 14, 15, and it was a dream of mine to play one game for Quinn's. Um, let alone, I think I've got a hundred and something now, and. Um, Every time I do it, I love love it to bits. Uh, running out on the, at the stoop, uh, we've only got thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand fans, but it sells out every week. Um, they always um, appreciate our efforts on the field, and for me, it's just special that um, I've come through the academy with many young guys who I played against uh, for school, and now we're playing together in the first team. And mm. to do that together with the, with a group of mates is is brilliant, and it's. Um, Something that I always cherish every time I get the opportunity. That's class. And uh, j- just um, on um, on a rec- talking of Quinns, uh, I, I know you got the record. Well, you, you're second in it. Um, you're second youngest. How did that feel, George Ford? Obviously, being the youngest, did, does that ever? You know, just must be a mad, like mad thing to think about that you were so young to make your you're the second youngest ever to to make your debut. What was that like? Yeah, that was mad. Even like. I still I was actually chatting to my mum and dad about it the other day, and um, my first game, I I basically there was two injuries at fly half in the preseason, and the head coach started me in one of the preseason games. I think it was the third one of of three, and I did all right in that game, and there was two injuries there. And I know you're going to say, I know you're yeah. going to say. <laughs> you, know, you say you did all right. You so scored humble. like seventy points. Like, yeah, no. you scored like 70, 70 points. Eight, you know, whatever. <laughs> No, I, no. So I did. I did all right in that game, and then um, he. I remember this uh, vividly. He told me on that Monday morning. He said, uh, "You're starting in the first prem game." And I remember leaving that room. I was shaking in excitement, and I had to call my mum and dad straight away and, and tell them. And, and the game that my debut was at Twickenham as well, um, which was pretty special. There was seventy odd thousand there. I had about I think five or six um, of my old schoolmates from Brighton come up. Uh, for the day Mad. up at Twickenham and um, yeah it was amazing apart from the fact I got I got concussed uh, about 55 oh. minutes in they got banged <laughs> bang. I didn't want to mention Jeez. it but thanks thanks for mentioning that Marcus um, <laughs> <laughs> no um, no, it, it, no but all joking all joking aside like it's, it's a crazy like yeah crazy thing to do story. at such a young age um, but yeah um Ben, I, I know you had a, a follow-on question to that. Sorry, yeah, I'm completely distracted there. Um, <laughs> moving on away from that, I guess. Um, how valuable has it been learning from players like Danny Kerr? Obviously, more senior players being such a youngster within the team. But how, how have they been for you? 
Yeah, they've been brilliant. Um, ever since I joined the club, as I said, when I was young, um, they seem to always have my back. Uh, there's, there's loads of them. Danny Kerr, Joe Marler, Mike Brown, um, Chris Robshaw. Like they, they, I didn't really have any right to, to get their respect so quickly, but um, I was given their respect and they told me that a number of times when I was younger. And, and to have that sort of confidence given to you uh, when you're 18, especially at fly half where... Um, You've got to you've got to give orders on the field. You've got to boss the the, the senior players around because that's just um, part and parcel of, of my position. But they all they never gave me a hard time. They always looked after me when I made mistakes, of which I made a lot in my first um, three years. I still do today, but they've always had my back. And even the coach, he's back then. It was John Kingston, and he said to me, um, "You've got England's most capped scrum half at the time." Um, Danny Kerr at Scrum Half. You've got Jamie Roberts, who's a British and Irish lion and Welsh legend um, outside you. So if anything goes wrong, it's their fault. So to have that again, to have that sort of backing so early um, was amazing for me and it allowed me to be myself on the field, uh, which I think helped a lot. Um, and those guys teach me everything. Like they, they, they teach me what to do as well as what not to do uh, and all, from all the mistakes they've potentially made in the past. Did they teach you to play golf as well? Because I watched you, uh, you and Danny playing, <laughs> playing with, watched you playing with tubes. That must have been so sick. I watched that show all the time. And then I saw you on it. I was like, surely not. This this kids are doing bits. But um, what's it like going from like <laughs> so obviously then being idols <laughs> yeah. and then the barometer of success is that <laughs> yeah. to make it on tubes. <laughs> yeah, to play golf with tubes. Forget the World Cup. Forget the World Cup. You made it, bro. You made it. You made it. <laughs> like, genuine, nah, genuine so... question. What's it like being yeah. mates with them now? For obviously, when you were younger, you must have like looked mm. up to them massively. Yeah, 100%. I think it's... Sorry, can you still see me? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, it's it's a bit strange, to be honest. Um, especially early on when, when I was rooming with these guys and they were inviting me for dinner and stuff like that. When we went on away trips, it, it was almost a pinch yourself moment, especially as I was a, a big rugby nose. Uh, I still am a big rugby nose. So these guys were my idols. Um, and to be invited to play golf and stuff like this with, with DC and... Um, and other boys is, is pretty special. And my dad still has to uh, pinch himself when he shakes their hand sometimes because he's still he's still in all, all of them. Um, Marcus, does he, still wondered, fan, does yeah. he fanboy and stuff? Yeah, my dad sometimes, yeah. I've always wondered, <laughs> you know, what's, what's, what's Tubes like? Because everyone that ever gets into by <laughs> Tubes, tubes every sportsman, everyone's always like, trust him straight away every time i watch him was it was he good to actually be with as a, as a guy? Because he, he seems like the like interviewer's dream to be like sort of guy, you know? Yeah, no, he's a great guy. Um, he's got this aura about him when he's when he's in front of the camera. He's he's mm. so charismatic. He's he's funny. Um, he's got good chat, good banter, and yeah. it like rolls off his tongue. Some people find it. Um, I find it really hard sometimes to <laughs> speak in front of cameras and that. And but he he's a complete natural. And the way he was just making jokes, like I'd skew a ball into the trees, and he'd go like, he'd go like, oh, Yuri Tre- Yuri Yuri or stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> That's just come on, like, how the hell are you thinking of that? That's so <laughs> good. It's got, like, so when, when you go in the bunker, he always goes, you're in the Lewis bunk. That's, that's yeah, yeah, he says Lewis dunk and that. Yeah, he's got that one. 
Yeah, go on. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. No, I was just about to say, I thought you were describing me at one point when you said that. Is that your own model, Maz? <laughs> yeah, oh, mate. I'd love to be like Juice, bro. I'm just trying to be like him, man. Um, but no, uh, uh, that's class. And um, <laughs> going on to just playing for England as well, because again, like, it's sort of the pinnacle, for, mm. I suppose, for any international player to play for your country, I suppose. Um, how difficult has it been, or, or has it been difficult, transitioning the style of rugby, like from Queens to, to England? Or is it? Or do you find similarities in that? Yeah, there's definitely similarities. Ultimately, rugby is a simple game, but um, obviously there's there's coaches that have um, different styles of play and, and the, there's other players in the team that have different styles of play as well. And, and the tough thing, I think, going to England is getting um, 13 clubs um, to play the same way um, in, in a short space of time. Obviously, we meet up in camp probably a week before any game so to get to get on the same page in terms of ideas and and feel on the field about where boys are going to run in certain situations it, it does take time um so i think that's been the hardest thing but ultimately uh it's a simple game plan at england um and it's something that i've learned um having been there obviously playing for for a year and a bit now as well as i was very lucky to to be an apprentice um for three or four years before that. Um, so learning off the guys like Owen Farrell, uh, Cipriani, George Ford, um, these sort of guys, um, they made it pretty easy for me and uh, they always looked after me if I had any questions. So yeah, I guess I guess that's the hardest thing is is trying to get on the same page so mm. quickly. I was mm. going to say, like, did you, because I think, well, I saw a picture on your Instagram, sorry, when you met um, Declan Rice and Mount at the, at the England football camp. Did you like exchange notes to them about experiences in different England camps and rugby in England or anything like what was the conversation like if you don't mind, mind us asking yeah no um for me it was just uh first of all I was, I was invited um up there to like look at the environment and, and try and pick up some bits um for me personally as well as for Quinns and and hopefully for England and just chatting to those two guys um who are, who are brilliant <laughs> blokes brilliant players as well um just them sharing their, um, not struggles, but things that they have to go through in, in their job. Um, and me me chatting to them about some things that, that I, I go through with, with rugby. Um, it was nice to just transfer some information and, and share some, I guess, of the insights of both transferring from England to, to club and, and vice versa. Obviously, they have got to do it in shorter space of time, but there is also similarities around do they get on the same page slightly earlier um, and stuff like that? Because as I said, for me, that's the toughest thing is rocking up into camp and, and trying to, I guess, carry on from your, from your club form that got you picked there in the first place. Um, it's like going so, from a French class to a Spanish class in school. Yeah, it's no, like exactly. Completely forget it's, everything yeah. you've just done in French. hundred <laughs> percent. And, and it's one of them things that I think hopefully with time, um, hopefully in the next few years, if I'm playing for England still, I'd I'd find that a lot easier. Yeah, Marcus, you, you say about styles of play, everyone has different styles of play. I mean, your style of play is literally run at everyone, plenty of flair, and it literally works every time. At your age as well, it's, it's unbelievable to watch. And I've always wondered, like, you know, you say you're a big football boy as well. How much of that do you get from football, uh, if anything, really? Or is that just something that's, that's natural to you? I would say a lot of it um, is for me watching rugby, but I think like back in the day when I was when I was young and in Asia, watching the Sevens and watching the Fijians run riot at the Hong Kong Sevens, um, 
But I do definitely think there's transferables. For example, you know, when you're like in the, I played centre mid, so you have a lot of people around you. You've got to feel space. You've got to yeah. understand when you're under pressure. I think that those sort of things you can um, transfer across, as well as obviously being a kicker. Um, hmm. I, I was told when I was young by every football coach I've had to, to try and kick off both feet. So I think it's made it a lot easier to kick a rugby ball. Um, knowing that I've I've been able to kick a football since I was yeah. seven, eight, nine. Um, it's because... like spraying a diagonal as a centre midfielder in a football. Some of your kicks <laughs> that you've done and the that you've got is very yeah. similar, like just spraying yeah. the ball out wide to yeah. the wing. It's very similar. Yeah, yeah. So, so in rugby, they're cross kicks and, and the kick's slightly yeah. different, but I think uh, timing on the ball, onto the ball, I think there are transferables about how you, yeah. like if you just pick up a, a football and punt it, um, there's certain ways to get more distance similar to rugby ball. Uh, we talk about the style of play, but also the mentality of these things, you know, running into some of the most toughest teams in the world, like South Africa, et cetera. You know, it, that mentality in you to, to do that, I mean, where, where does that come from to just be crazy and run into these situations? <laughs> uh, I think, as I said, uh, to be honest, when I'm running uh, with a ball in hand, I don't really think that much. Um, yeah. I think it's just it's not muscle it's memory, best but not I remember, to, right? It's just natural. yeah, exactly. Just 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 run and uh, think of the consequences <laughs> after. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of them things. Like I've watched so much rugby growing up, and and as I said, seeing these Fijian guys who would look one way, pass the other, um, sidestep anyone in front of them. I think I just I remember practicing that loads with my brothers growing up. Um, we could be out in the garden for hours do it just doing sidesteps against each other one-on-ones and, and stuff like that which I think puts you in a good position um, now but as you said yeah it's probably better not not for me to think of anything because yeah. um, if you if you get caught by one of these big big lads um, it, it does hurt to be honest at the bottom of rocks what's not the worst <laughs> one you've had uh, big big hits have you had have you had any proper bad ones ones that stick into mind uh, yeah, the concussion one in my first ever game was like a welcome to men's rugby. Um, yeah. There was there was one um, against Australia last year where he got me good. Um, it was Hunter Paisami, who's this, um, who's this uh, twelve for for the Reds in Australia, and he's massive, like he's short and stocky and, and strong. And he mm. caught me um, on the left side. I fumbled the ball everywhere and. Um, yeah, it was it, that was a big hit. Uh, I'm definitely not comparing yeah. my ta- my challenges to yours because I only I think I had a few training sessions for the Year Seven rugby team at Newman. We had when we had trials, <laughs> and I, I I realized that rugby was my sport oh my when I got hit by this lad called Chiro, and he he was an Italian lad. He was huge, and even me and my mate Hugh had to go arm in arm just to take him down because we were so small and he was so massive. And I was like, nah, rugby's not for me. Not for you. Well, no. well, was, uh, I, I got I got one as well. It was when um, I was it was Newman as well. I think I was in Year Nine, Year Eight. I want to say. And this guy called Gabriel, yeah, he was an absolute beast. And I'll never forget, on, on the Newman, like, playing grounds, it was mad dry. And uh, obviously, bear in mind, I'm, like, two foot tall, oh. yeah. <laughs> and he's, and he's, like, he's like, well, at the time, I think he, he was tall for his age, like, whenever you and I were. He's, he's dump-tackled me, and I've just cracked my head on, on, the, on, oh. the, like, on the thing. And because obviously it was so dry... Bro, I was, I was gone for like 30 seconds. I was like, you know, we need to get a car. That bird's flying around. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah this, rugby, this rugby stuff ain't for me, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I used to be the kid that used to just choose to be in the like worst team in, in the whole of the PE set. Forgot, like, you, forgot your PE kit, right? Yeah, <laughs> me and my mate Cal, we'd play every single game when it was football. We'd want to play every single game, start in the best team we could. When it came to rugby, we'd be like, yeah, no, we'll just we'll just do the yeah. tag rugby. So we'll stay yeah. I forgot my beanstalk. <laughs> <so I'll go laughs> yeah, forgot, forgot my shorts. Yeah, forgot my shorts. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and then final one on, on England sort of uh, the camp, I suppose. Um, what, what's it like uh, with Eddie Jones in the camp? Is he is he a hands-on manager? Is he more of a sort of like just get on with it, lads? What what, what kind of manager is, is he? Yeah, he, he's he's brilliant. He's um, he's taught me a lot personally, and and I love the way he he does his meetings and stuff like that. He's very um, he's very uh, informative with it, with his meetings. He's very creative as well as uh, as well as. Um, informative and he tries to spice up his meetings which I love um, and then on the training field he's brilliant uh, he always gives you little pointers one-on-one pointers as well as team pointers if if, if he wants things to to improve and ramp up he, he, he does that as well so for me he's been brilliant and um, I've loved working with him unreal um, yeah just a quick uh, one sorry stick it up stick with managers quickly um, I think so after you won the premiership Quinns you had a new head coach right yeah is there, I guess that doesn't really work because you were doing well anyway, but maybe for a team that aren't performing well, uh, is there a manager bounce like there is in football? Like, you know, when a team's doing poorly, they get a new manager in and they have that next game where they do unbelievable. Is it very similar in rugby as well? Yeah, so actually, um, if, you, if, if you look back at when we, when we won the league, um, the, the, the start of the season, we were around seventh or eighth um, and we, we actually lost our head coach. Um, he he left the club um and immediately after we had a big bounce um i think it's for us we spoke a lot about that week i still remember it was just about um all hands on deck everyone needs to pull more percent of the work because we've lost a, we've lost a man and um for, for us we saw we saw an immediate bounce and i think for for tabs it was tough um coming in uh, on the back of that because as you said you don't as a coach, what do you do? Do you change everything, or do you, do you leave it? And and what I noticed he, is he did a lot of observing. He did a lot of chatting one on one with players, um, and I like that about him. He, he's he's very um, approachable, very easy to talk to, and I think um, he, he's made changes at the right time. So um, yeah, he's been brilliant coming in. Um, but I agree, I agree with you, Ben. It's yeah, we saw we definitely saw a quick improvement on the back of. Um, losing a coach, and, and and just quickly as well, we're talking of coaches and managers leaving. Uh, Graham Potter obviously left uh, to go Chelsea, the absolute snake. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what are your thoughts, just Mark? Saying. Like, what, well, are, yeah, are you are you are you happy with the Zerbi coming in? Obviously, are you gutted to lose him? What were your thoughts when uh, when Potter left? Um, I was with my brothers actually, and me and Luke were um, desperate for Potter to, to turn it down. When, when the offer started coming well, in, yeah. it was on Sky News and stuff like that. I kept refreshing my phone to see if um, if it was confirmed. I had a gut feeling it was it was going to be confirmed. Um, obviously, Chelsea are, are a huge club, not just now, but for the last twenty odd years. So, um, fair play to him. Um, I think I was just gutted that. He lo- we we lost all our coaches um, as opposed to just Got him. nothing left. It's mad, it's mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I think ultimately um, he's got to do what he's got to do, and and fair play to him. Um, but watching Deserbi's um, 
tactics video, which I'm happy, to share. I'm happy to share with all of you guys. It's very <laughs> insightful. Um, I, like, I like him as a manager. He, he says he wants to score goals. He says he wants to be attacking. Um, he wants to attract pressure in the box and then break quickly, which I like. Um, just hopefully um, they can do a, a, a touch better than they did on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, while we're on the subject of Brighton, I think it's, it's it's probably best now to address the sort of situation that's been over the last day or so with Enoch Mwepu. I think while we're on it, I think it's, it's horrible, absolutely horrible news to, to see yesterday about Enoch. And honestly, everyone from here on Zegal Social, and obviously I'm sure Marcus is the same, we wish him honestly all the best and all the family the best and everyone at the club and everyone involved. It is absolutely Horrible. So you can't even explain how horrible the situation is at the moment. It's just probably one of the most upsetting things personally, as well as a Brighton fan that I've had to experience or witness. It's it really is horrible. And, and Marcus, I'm sort of sure you must be able to relate on some level as a, as a sportsman as well. You know, to that's 24 years old in Wepu to never play football again. Although he is extremely lucky, can we just say? To and by the way, Graham Potter's touch was class in what he said. Um, that he is very lucky to be alive and very lucky to be, you know, well, um, which is good, and he can stay hopefully within the squad. But Marcus, I'm sure you probably would see that, you know, as a, as a sportsman, uh, not playing again, it, it must be a very difficult thing to wrap your head around. I'm sure. Yeah, there's been there's been a couple of uh, harlequins that have had to have that conversation with a doctor or or uh, physios, and um, it's extremely sad. Um, I, I know how some of the boys in that change room were feeling and you never want to see that happen to anyone. Um, and f for me, especially being so young, uh, it's tough. It's tough to, to hear that. It must be horrific to hear. Um, but I think the support that he'll get from not only the club, but I think um, the footballing world, as well as his teammates, um, will be special. And, and I hope he feels that because... Yeah, as I said, it's 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 horrific news to hear that um, to anyone, and um, even some of our mates who have long-term injuries of six to nine months are, are devastated. Let alone being told not to play again, and yeah, it, it must hurt a bit. But I just, yeah, I just hope he he gets um, support he he deserves, as well as yeah, yeah, all the best, all the best in his, in his next venture, yeah. um, of on which he's sure he'll um, he'll smash. His nickname, yeah, his nickname is the computer in it. I'm guessing that's because he's so intelligent. And I just hope for his sake that he, yeah, he can be brought in as a coach or something like that, or maybe start learning to be a coach a bit and have that process. Just be in and around that squad morale yeah, or something, yeah. you know. I think, you know, just even that, I think I really hope that, you know, moving on to Brentford's later on when we do talk about that, but I really hope that that's now that almost, he's there and it's we almost do it for him now. I really hope that's what we put across for the season because... Mm. Yeah, it's it's really really emotional to be honest. It's hard to it's hard to even for us to talk about to be honest. It really is a very horrible situation. And as I know, you want to say something? Yeah, no, no. I, I just want to ask as well, Marcus. Just just from like a uh, like like Ryan said, uh, really well put by the way, Ryan. Um, just to echo what Ryan said. Um, yeah, re really. Well, we hope we send all our best wishes, obviously, uh, here at Seagull Social. And um, just from from a sportsman perspective as well, uh, Marcus, how important is it to like from a mental perspective? Because obviously, like you said, like your whole world, I suppose, mm. just collapses overnight, right? Like you've gone from being a professional sportsman at such a young age and sort of starting to hit your stride as well at Brighton, yeah. you know, enjoying his football, etc. Just from a mental standpoint, how important is it to have that support from not only your teammates, your family, uh, but also from the club, I suppose, and, and from the FA and, you know, the, 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 the powers that be? Because I'm sure, yeah, the fans, like just basically everyone around them, really. Like how important is it to have that structure in place, especially, you know, when it comes to, we see 
you know, the FA have certain plans in, in place. I'm sure the RFU have similar plans in place. How, how important is it, is it from a sportsman perspective to, to have that support? Yeah, it's it's um, it's massively important. I think it's uh, sometimes you, you get put in this bracket that you're um, immortal and, and you're untouchable in mm. terms of feelings and mm. and in your head. Um, but there's a lot of guys who, who struggle from, from this uh, as well as long-term injuries and, and and I think just the support hopefully that he receives from his teammates um, as well as the, 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 the footballing world I think will uh, make him A, feel better about himself as well as um, hopefully guide him to, to his next venture of, of, of which I'm sure he'll, he'll smash because um, he's got to where he is down to hard work and, and motivation and um, I'm sure in, in whatever he, he goes into next, he'll, he'll apply himself the same. So um, I wish him all the best. And as you said, yeah, the, the support network needs to be there around him because no one knows yeah. how he's feeling right now. And um, yeah, just, sure. to, just to touch base with him would be would be special for him. Yeah, I'm sure um, well just to round it off, I'm sure that the support that he's received on social media must be overwhelming for him, to be honest. I think that football really does come together. You, know, you have every single club, every single journalist every single everything i think that i've seen on social media has come together for a knock on weapon as we'll reiterate again we we do send our sincerest thoughts and everything towards him and love and support because it must be absolutely yeah. devastating just the, just just, just fi- final thing from me well just the final final thing on this um i just think i just think it's super cruel like how he went from like it's like a fairy tale story from being a zambian you know playing in zambia yeah, making his way through like the leagues i think was he at, uh Salzburg, Salzburg and Austria. Yeah, it's an incredible Salzburg. story, like, actually. Yeah, incredible like story. just like it was that like, it was really like it was really heartbreaking to honest like to go from sort of mm. you know nothing to something and then uh, I suppose he's well. That's sorry, that sounded really harsh. I didn't mean to come across like yeah. that. But, like it's, you know that, that journey, <laughs> yeah, that journey. Either. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't articulate that as well as <laughs> yeah. I wanted to. But you know, it's gone from you know he's gone from that sort of you know that boyhood uh, sort of dream story to then like mm. that going to then getting that awful news and then now having to navigate that. Um, but yeah, I, I generally wish him all, all the best, and uh, mm. I'm 100%. sure, like like Marcus said, he will smash it. I've got a really tough job to segue into the Lions. Yeah. But thank God you said about having a dream a dream uh, as a boy. So you obviously got a call up to the Lions. Absolutely mad. Uh, was that something you expected or that you saw coming? Thank you. Cheers. Um, no, uh, to be honest, um, it was one of them things where I had to pinch myself and, and how I got the news as well was was unbelievable. Um, I was pulled down the tunnel straight away and, and told yeah. the news and for me, it was always a dream of mine um, down the road, and and to be picked on that on the back of um, my first uh, couple of England caps was was amazing. And again, the boys who I met down there were um, brilliant guys. They looked after me the minute I arrived. Uh, we had some good fun as well as some tough training sessions, and obviously a tough tour um, for the boys that played in the test matches. But again, it was one of them um, moments that I always wanted to to be a part of just because I watched all the documentaries growing up. I saw like living with the lions in, in night seven and, and other documentaries in 2013, uh, 17 as well. And, and yeah, to, to finish, I guess that season off um, with a trip to South Africa um, was unreal. And, and the only time I really had to celebrate that was on the plane uh, from here to Qatar. Uh, I was just sat in the seat, just like, I can't believe this is this is happening, and 
uh, thank God I found my passport because obviously it was, it was during COVID and I didn't fly for about a year and a half. So it was one of them things that I was, when I got, when I got the news, I was rushing home trying to find my passport because that would have been an awful, um, awful thing if I couldn't find that. Or even if it was expired. Sorry boss, can't make it. Oh, but, oh, sorry, just quick, still on that. I see this is what I don't understand. Like as a consistent like premiership rugby player, like, in my head, surely it's, you think it's achievable. Surely you think, oh, there's a possibility. Did you not think that? You just completely erased it from your mind. Of the, the no, obviously, the obviously, I, I was called in um, as injury cover. So once the once the tour squad got selected, um, my focus was with 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 England and and with Quinns. And um, you, you always have these dreams and aspiration. And for me, I I, I believe in myself. So I do did feel it was achievable, and I and I still do for the next one. Um, but that's not in the forefront of your mind. You're too busy uh, playing other games and, and trying to improve as a player and a person that um, you don't really think of them that much. Um, but when I got the news, I was buzzing, um, rushed home, packed my bags and, and got on the plane. I was, I was super excited. What a Love it. Yeah, that's class. Um, right. Um, the final thing on, on the rugby, and then we'll get onto the fan Q&A, which we're, we're very excited about, and I'm sure you'll be too. Um, so, <laughs> Strange questions in there. The, some really Yeah, yeah we, we, got some, we got some good ones in there. Um, so final thing then, World Cup, of course, the big World Cup coming up. Um, first of all, so it's a two-parter. First question is, how do you see England's chances? Uh, of course, you know, we, we hope you're involved. Um, but yeah, what do you think of England's chances going into the World Cup? Yeah, I think it's massively exciting. I think um, we had a we had a good end to last year, last year uh, winning in Australia. I think that's uh, it's given me definitely a lot of confidence. And um, I think if we if if we improve this year um, as a team collectively and and um, work together as a team on our togetherness and that that part of it, I think. We put ourselves in a good position. That there's obviously a lot of good teams at the minute in the world. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to, if, if uh, given the opportunity, we're going to have to um, pitch up on the day uh, and 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 perform. Because as I said, there's a lot of teams who, who want that trophy, and um, we here in England definitely want it as well. Which teams do you think are the biggest threats? If you had to pick, uh, I think obviously France are top of the world at the minute. Um, they won the Six Nations last year. They won the Grand Slam last year, and um, they had a good tour. I think they were in Japan um, this summer. They had a good tour down there. Ireland, obviously, won down New Zealand, and then in the Northern Hemisphere as well. You got um, no in the Southern Hemisphere as well. You got South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, who over the last for as long as I've I've watched rugby, they've always been um, in semi-finals rugby uh, at the World Cup. So. Yeah, the, the, as I said, there's five or six teams there that um, will all be believing they can win it. And um, fingers crossed that I, I, I get there um, next summer. And as well as that, fingers crossed we can we can do the business. Sorry to butt in quickly. You literally just pinged a question in my head. I've always been a bit obsessed with New Zealand and the hacker, of course. When you've done a tour when you are younger, did you say you went to New Zealand? To, uh, I went to Australia. I went Australia. to Australia. Oh. Never so been have, to you, have you ever faced... The hacker. Have you ever faced a team that does the hacker never. in front of you? I've never, I've oh, never faced the hacker. But when I, I was younger in Singapore, when I was younger in Singapore, we um, there was the Junior Commonwealth Games, and we had a, a New Zealand mate who um, who managed to get us to do the welcome to. I think it was on on a video which was shown at the opening ceremony, and we learnt this little hacker 
uh, which is quite cool. And I was real young um, with all the like pukana and all that when they'd stick their tongue out um and stuff Did like you that swear at me marcus you scared him that was a bad joke that was a bad joke that was a really bad joke mate james shouldn't have made that yeah james damn it oh that's my order right final 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 question uh and then i'll I'll let uh ryan kick us off into q a um final question how much has the lionesses um and england's euro 2020 run impacted the rugby if any if if anything has it sort of you know spurred you guys on to to want to do well yeah 100 percent. there was there was a lot of us who watched that towards when was that a few months ago now yeah i watched the semis watched the quarters in the final and um it was just inspirational like seeing wembley um packed out uh, seeing their celebrations after um there was definitely a lot of hard work put into that and um i hope they they all had a brilliant night and i, I even watched the um was it the uh, stage they had in Trafalgar Square? Yeah. They were all singing. They were steaming. They seem happy. And um, I think it's one of them things that's it's history, isn't it? And um, obviously the England women rugby team are, are down in New Zealand now playing in the World Cup. So, yeah. Um, and, and they're, I think, in the, I think they're top of the world at the minute on, on rankings. 25 so unbeaten, I think. Yeah, I 25. think they've got the record for the most games yeah. unbeaten. Wow. So. Yeah, I'm sure they're um, they're going down their favourites, and um, hopefully they can do the job down there. Before I go on to the uh, fan Q and A, Marcus, like you know, we talk about the lionesses and that run. We talk about England even 2021 and that run. I know it's so cliche, and you mentioned it as well. The word togetherness do, it, it's so cliche, but does it actually? You know, do you feel that as players, if you've got a proper strong group, is it does it really spur you on like that extra sort of yard? Um, you know, Great in question. these big tournaments. Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's one of them things that you have to intentionally work work on. Uh, you've got to spend a lot of time getting to know each other on and off the field, um, especially off it, which therefore will transfer onto the field. Um, mm. Just just to know how to get the best out of each other, just to know how to um, get into people when when you feel a point's on. You need to you need to know them well, otherwise you'll end up um, annoying them or. or um, getting into them too hard so it's one of them things i think the more time you spend off the field um it makes it a lot easier um and seamless transition into onto the field uh mm. and also as well being a home home um euros it was it must have been uh, unbelievable for those girls yeah. to to have that support um mm. from from the nation because the nation yeah. was right behind them yeah no i agree okay. so I, I, i'm so going to have to ask another question on that go on um, sorry, speaking of England caps and kind of selections and togetherness, obviously Gareth Southgate done a brilliant job with that, uh, especially like the 2018 World Cup. People have their opinions on him now, of course, but do you understand World Cup selections or even just England squads when they when he calls players up or he calls a squad up? Do you understand them a bit more because you've kind of experienced that as an international player? So for the likes of him always picking Tyro Mings and Harry Maguire, even if they're not doing well, is that because of the together, togetherness that he wants to keep in the England camp, do you reckon? I think if if you look at the England squad over the last um, six to eight years, there's, there's been a there's been a core of them playing, um, and I think that the togetherness they've built, even the Euros, when was that? Twenty eighteen? No, twenty. Was it twenty twenty? Twenty twenty? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, last year. It was yeah, meant to be yeah, whenever it was. Yeah, and then the World Cup before that. I think um, it's a core group of players who have spent a lot of time together, um, and and clearly very good footballers so i think it's one of them things it definitely plays a part um 
and yeah it, it's it's one of them things yeah um oh, no it's interesting to be honest i've always wanted to know if the togetherness thing was actually true or if it's just one of those sort of media cliches but that's no, good watch to hear yeah. um yeah but anyway moving on to the the you've always got to lower Thank your you, iq man. a little bit now you've got to always <laughs> just go back to being in year 10 and think do you know what we're going to be really stupid and ask some stupid fan because really good questions we, that people want to know we about. looked at the we looked at the fan Q and A's. We got we got a few of them. I'm gonna ask probably the most somehow sensible one, apart from where all bright finish and all that sort of silly thing. I'll ask you one that I found funny from user three five one six five nine. That's actually something. his username, by the way. I that is actually why. his he username. Must have been banned from Instagram since. I was <laughs> um, but what rugby position? This is quite funny. Would you put us three, Maz, Ben, and Ryan, myself? Oh, interesting. I'm six two. That seems like the most ben, fun one to ask. I'd put Ben in the centres. I think how tall are you, mate? You're about six foot something, yeah, isn't it? Six two, yeah. Yeah, I'd put Ben in the centres, lean, um, probably pretty quick. And Say lean. Six two. Yeah, you look quite lean. That's <laughs> fair. In comparison to rugby players, yeah, I guess so. No. no. <laughs> um, Ryan, I'd put full back. How tall are you, Ryan? Have a guess, mate. Oh, <laughs> have a guess. Doesn't want to make it public, mate. <laughs> have a guess. Oh, you're short. No, no, I, I'm not sure. あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
I, like the saves that Sanchez make, some of them were unreal on the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. the Liverpool game was mad. The Trent free kick. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. Right as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Harry H J I. Are you? Do you want to go, Mas? No, I was just about to say, uh, um, Bobby Sanchez, I met him the other day, and I mentioned Seagull Social, he didn't have a clue what I was talking about, so pick up yourself, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pick up yourself, Bobby. He's coming on the podcast next week, lads. Yeah. So, uh, he's, a liar, he's a liar, Maz. He's not telling you the truth. Yeah, <laughs> he's a massive. Sorry, fan. Ben. Carry on. Go on. Sorry, um, ben, so yeah, Harry on. HJ HJI, I think it's his name. Uh, this is a really good question. I thought. Um, so he says, Marcus, <laughs> yeah, sure. you had a card on FIFA. God what would your best stat be, and what position? So we've always said uh, centre oh, mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, have, I'd have centre mid, and um, so I'll I reckon it would be passing. Passing, yeah. Passing. What what passing. rating out of a hundred? Oh, interesting. You're right, Marcus. He's you're right. Yeah, exactly. So the rating um, of my whole card, or the, or just the stat? Uh, let's do um, the whole card, and also, yeah, just yeah, the stat. Just the weighing of yeah. my card, I I back myself um, eighty. Whew. I think that's quite low, but okay. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And what, then, as a rugby uh, player, you mean? It's all right. No, 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 as football. As a football, oh, player. football. I thought you meant as a rugby player. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about football. Rugby. Yeah, no, 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 it was football. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I thought, so I thought we were doing FIFA ratings, but for his rugby, I thought that's what we did. No, I was going to follow up with that, but yeah. Oh, maybe, okay, yeah. okay, my bad, my bad. No, so yeah, I'd be eighty, and my passing would be eight eighty-two. Okay. Okay. So Messi's okay. got eighty-six passing, I think. So just about. Does he? <laughs> no, I'm joking. That was his old. No, he's got like ninety. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> I've played with him. Mate. I've played with him. That's what I said. If he's eighty-six, mate, I'm, I'm about six. But then I guess yeah, on, on rugby, if they had ultimate team cast of rugby, because they need to bring back rugby 08, because that was one of the best PS2 games I've ever played in my life. Um, what would your <laughs> stat be? What would your rating be as a rugby? Um, Hopefully it'll be like either kicking or um or like vision or passing one of them. Mm, but overall rated story as a rugby player. So let's oh, yeah yeah. I can't answer. <laughs> that, <mate. laughs> no, you know I can't answer that. You know I can't. If Mbappe and Haaland are like early nineties, surely you'll be about that maybe. No, I'm not. I'm not. Do, if Marcus, oh, yes, so, go, on. go on, go on, go on, go on. No, you go on. No, I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say if you could compare yourself uh, to any footballer, who who would you compare yourself to and why? Yeah, right now. Great. As a rugby player, yeah. or as, yeah. a, as a footballer? No, no, no. So, as in, so as in, if you, if you were a footballer, who, who do you think you're most like? So, like, would you say you're an Mbappe or a Haaland or, or nah? no? No, no, no one here. No, mate, you're too humble, mate. You're too humble. Come on, you're the Mbappe. You're the Mbappe of rugby. No one here. That's going to be the podcast title. The Mbappe of rugby. Leave it. No, no one here. All right, next, next one, next one. What's your go-to meal deal if you had to go for a meal? Tony says that, by the way. Yeah, Tony. Big up Tony. Tony either a chicken Caesar wrap. Prawn cocktail nice. crisps, Ooh. and cocktail. Um, either a sparkling water or uh... that is so bright college. That is so yeah, sparkling water. water. <laughs> or, one of them is Sam, or, or one of them Sam Pellegrino <laughs> orange ones. You know the oh, red yeah, one. Yeah, 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 either yeah, a sparkling yeah. water or one of them. You pulled, you pulled it back. You pulled it back. The sparkling water. I was like, it's a red card. But Mate, sparkling <laughs> water is unbelievable. Sam... Yeah, if you go to Brighton College, yeah. yeah if you go to <laughs> private school, they have they have sparkling water cut, come out of the fountains. They don't have normal water. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're too bougie for, for, yeah, for too tap bougie. water. 
Yeah, it's got to be filtered. It's got to be filtered. Final one, right, go on. Sorry, yeah, last one on there. Samuel Barrett, Sam Barrett, however you want to be called. Uh, Where do you think Brighton will finish this season? That's that's a tough one, you know, because of Deserby. So I'll give you... I'll give you like the Zerbi tax, new manager sort of thing. Zerbi's <laughs> <laughs> tax. No, I like the Zerbi, but I mean like new yeah, yeah. manager about. So yeah, that's I know. Yeah, yeah. So just, just a question. Europa League's fifth and sixth, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Was it eighth? Yeah. What's the conference one seventh to eighth? A conference. Europa mm. Conference. Yeah, so conference I, re- I reckon we can get Europa Conference. Ooh, you think? What, even with yeah, the new coaching, everything's changed, do you think we can still be on for it? I reckon we can. I think the way they, they've they been coached by him for, what, a week and a half? Two weeks, mm. maybe? Mm. It's clear um, to see, isn't it, the difference? It's clear to see the difference in styles. And I think yeah. that's one week of coaching. So, And we back, and we were on top of Tottenham. So if mm. we're, we're going to be frustrated to, to lose to teams like that, which should come above us... Teams like Tottenham. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> I don't think... Um, I don't think there's many teams if we play if we play well who will beat us, yeah. especially at the Amex. And our yeah. way away form's been been decent apart from the away one form's I went been unreal, to. to be honest. Apart from yeah, the one I, I went to, that was that was horrific. The one in Fulham. Oh yeah, yes. that was abysmal. Oh, yeah. 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 Mate, yeah, I was that was livid. Saying that, we scored, we scored both sure, the goals anyway. We scored two goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. OG, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just, just to point out, by the way, Marcus has been sitting on. What have you been sitting on the steps the whole time? Yeah. The stairs. Oh, <laughs> he has, he's been moving in. So this is the dedication that this this man has put into this. That is unreal. <laughs> That's a shift. Great that shift from you, Marcus. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, listen, Marcus, you've been an absolute pleasure. Like, yeah, honestly, really good, honestly, top class. Really good fun. Top yeah, class. yeah. It's, it's, I've just I've been laughing for like the whole hour. So it's been, <laughs> apart, from the, apart from the Wepu stuff, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been it's yeah. been class to have you, mate. And uh, really, really appreciate your time. I know you're a very, very busy man. Um, any final words? Anything you want to leave us with? Any parting wisdom? Uh, no, just thank you for having me, all, all three of you. Um, I'll yes. keep watching the uh, the podcast and. Um, Hopefully, okay. I see you see you all down at either an away game um, or uh, down at the Amex one day. Amazing. We'll get some tickets we're doing to a away day. game, I think. We've got yeah, no, we need to do an away day, yeah. 100%. We're yeah, doing away yeah you, you, you guys come up as well. Come up come up as well if you want to come. Oh, oh, go so, oh, yes. I want to go Seagull Social at the Stoop. That'd be so sick. Yeah, love it. Seagull Social at the Stoop. A little vlog. Come on now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Marcus, I'll get us to do kicks at half time, I beg. Please. It'll be like Make a Wish, mate. Yeah, suck it up. Make a Wish Foundation. Right, listen. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, that was a bit too much. Um, <laughs> no, it would be. Right, Marcus, before you go, before you go, before you go, um, we always do. We always do a um, a comments down below. So we always yeah. get we always get our guests to, to do a comments down below. What what do you want the people to leave in the comments this this week? What do you mean? Is there a choice? So like, <laughs> no, 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 no. So you make it up. So, yeah, basically, so for example, to give you an example, yeah, like, yeah, like, so, so last topic. week, for, what, what do we have last week? It was um, the Zerbi ball or something like that, I think we yeah, had. Yeah, uh, just do oh, something okay. like that. So just so anything topical. Like something yeah, that anything spoke you spoke about in the pod today. Really. Like up the quins. You could put up the quins or something like that. Yeah. Something that's stuck uh, out in your mind throughout the pod. Uh, teams like Tottenham. Yes, that's good. Oh, that's good. Like that. Like that. Like that a lot. <laughs> right, amazing. Listen, as per usual, uh, please do hit that like button, subscribe, do all the good stuff. Um, and if you do do that, and we get enough uh, traction, and Marcus has, has promised he'll come on again. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> to get Marcus on again tomorrow. He's already made the promise. <laughs> Yeah, you already longed us off twice, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you finally made it. Oh. <laughs> I got him. I got him. <sighs>
I love it, Dale, listen, tubes. Yeah, I love it. No, Marcus, you've been an absolute pleasure. I thank you so much. And uh, yeah, Brilliant. peace out. Yeah, Cheers, guys. Thank you. Uh, right, so we had an amazing, amazing chat. We're still here. We had an amazing chat yeah. with man like Marcus Smith. That was incredible. Uh, really good fun. He was, yeah, honestly, just great. One of the great best value. guests we've ever had, without yeah. a doubt. That is right up there. You hear that knockout? Right up there. You hear that, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, I love Anthony. I love Ryan's go. I love everyone. Yeah. No, he's my go. He's my go. I can't just ever yeah, disrespect right. him. He's going to be fuming with you, mate. Any circumstances. But no, yeah. no, mate, I, absolute legend, all joking aside. Such, yeah, such a top guy. Sick yeah, guy. absolute legend. Um, but boys, we aren't finished yet. On to better things now, to, yeah. yeah. We, aren't, <laughs> we, aren't, we aren't finished yet. we got we got a, a while to go, even though we're an hour yeah. into the podcast already. We've got to talk about Brentford, of course. So now, um, yes. yeah, as we, as we discussed, Spurs, obviously, frustrating result. Uh, disappointing, this frustrating. But, you know, it's Spurs at the end of the day. Uh, you know, a couple of seasons back, like you said, Ryan, we probably didn't expect to get anything out of Spurs. So the fact we yeah. so narrowly lost 1-0, not the end of the world. But we have got it. We have got the best game to to put things right, which is Brentford. Mm. Brentford away. Now, no, no, by no means an easy task. I'm not, I'm not saying it is, but it's, they've just lost Despite 5-1. Despite them losing 5-1. Well, yeah, they lost 5-1 <laughs> against Newcastle. That. So, um, yeah. you know, going into it, we should be full of confidence. So, Ryan, kick us off. Uh, what do you think of, of the game against Brentford? Obviously, away on a Friday night, just to add. Uh, 7.30 mm. kickoff, I believe. Um, so, yeah, talk to us. West London. Um, let's go. No, I'm joking. I don't know. To be honest with you, it's going to be it's going to be weird because... Obviously, they lost 5-1, right? And it, when your team loses 5-1, you've got to bounce back. Otherwise, your fans are just going to be toxic on you. So, that for that reason, I'm a little bit, you know, they, they are going to be naturally fired up. But obviously, for every single reason at the moment, the, the storyline is written for us in the stars, right? So, we we have everything to, to play for. Deserby having his first real impact, obviously, will be in Wepu situation. And I've said, actually, some quality stuff. I think the guy was called Joe... Joseph, the guy that, um, what's his name? Uh, Joseph something? Joseph, sorry, I, I, if you're watching sure. this, I'm really sorry. Uh, the one who literally said he would get Ben White tattooed on him, I've literally forgotten his name. Joseph. Joseph. Oh, Joseph oh, O'Neill. Uh, O'Neill, yeah. I got him a second. I'm so sorry, Joseph. Um, but yeah, he said about um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Zambia flags, which was honestly like the best idea I've seen. Yeah. Such a good so, idea. Uh, it blew up, uh, gave it like retweets, everything, and it plugged it. It's done wonders. And I really, really hope that um, that away end I will not be there it's the first game I'm missing in ages so annoying but I hope that, that away end is filled with Zambia flags all that support for mm. Wepu and, and from that you know you should get a, a real boosted team in a horrible different way that um, you know the almost like you've got that story with the with the fans and the players um, you know we always talk about that connection to fans and players I think that's really really been evident since the whole Wepu situation and it's really clear to see that you know, all the players really, really do get behind it. And I really hope that we can reciprocate that with at least, uh, I, I think we've got to be looking at a win here. I, I really do. I think we've got to be looking at a couple of goals, really. We're good enough to beat Brentford. We're good enough to beat any team in the league. So I'm going to I'm gonna say, yeah, pretty much that, to be honest. I, I want to go to Brentford <laughs> and really control that game. If we want to finish eighth in the Premier League, like Marcus predicted us to, we we want to beat teams like Brentford. Yeah, <laughs> <don't we>? um, <laughs> but it's just not as easy, no. is it? I mean, I'm pretty sure they're quite good at home. Yeah, they've got a great striker, Ivan Tony, Tony yeah. even right in Burmo. Yeah, uh, they have got a solid team and they're so well organised. That seeing them lose five one was very very strange. And obviously, if we had a Brentford fan, he might be able to tell us why right. that happened or yeah. how that happened because that was an an, an anomaly wasn't it that's how yeah. I'm saying it. yeah if there are any Brentford um, fans out there by so, the way hit us up because I haven't actually 
I think it'd be great to get one on. It's different. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, you don't know any Brentford. I'm, of course, there are some Brentford fans in the scene, but I don't. You don't really see do them. Do you know what I would say? Actually, they probably just, say the same. Just, past, um, on what Ben's point is, I mean, Brentford are a really club that's got my respect. To be honest, because they're very similar to us, right? In the way they operate, mm. they're very. They go off the gambling sort of thing, a bit like Tony Bloom, hence the sort of back and forth in the past between Bloom and the Brentford owner. But they're very similar in the terms of idea yeah. and the way they've recruited and, yeah, they've sold their best players and profited from it. And they're doing, honestly, an amazing job. So it's, it's weird because it's a team I've got a lot of respect for. So I'm, I'm not really like, you know, you go into some teams and you're like, you know, you want to beat them because you really don't like them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like Tottenham at all. But you go into Brentford, this side. I actually have a lot of respect for this side, uh, which is a well. massive contrast between the two chairmen, isn't it? Because obviously they've yeah. got probably the biggest yeah. chairman rivalry. There's probably respect there as well, Madrid, though, maybe. Say, like with everything. That's, a little yeah, bit, yeah, really I imagine. But I think. Do you reckon sorry. Tony Bloom will be in the stand? Because obviously last season he was. Yeah, I know it's a Friday night, but probably, I wonder yeah. if he will still go. Because it's that honestly, that was such a great time. Season. Did in the championship, like, didn't he as well? Yeah, he was, was like 15 rows in front of me. I was going to say because obviously what last season we we beat him away one nil. And then we beat them at home 2-0. So, like, you know, in the last season, and then you've got to go back to the championship day since we last played. Was it 2-0 or 3-0? 2. Did we win 3-0? Oh, was it 2? Oh, right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Away scored, like, top bid goal on it. Yeah, that was home. Away was 1-0. Yeah, and then we beat them 1-0. Away was 1-0. Yeah, Trossard. Yeah, Trossard 90th minute. Trossard last minute, yeah. Yeah, But, yeah, like, I think, well, yeah, if you've got to look at last season, obviously, it was very positive results, home and away. Um Again, it's going to be different this season. You know, both teams, very different circumstances, different manager now for us. And of course, uh, Brentford have still got Thomas Frank, but, you know, they're, they're different now. Uh, they obviously lost Christian Eriksen, yes. which is a, a big yeah. part of how they played last season. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I feel like, yeah, off the back of a 5-1 loss for them, a frustrating 1-0 loss for us. If you, you know, if you go into it looking at it that way, and obviously you've got a positive result at Anfield the week before, I feel like we should go into this as favourites. But that's not to say... We are going to win this game. I just feel like if yeah. you have to put it down to favourites. The paper, thing is, we seem too we, passive, as I think. To be fair, because the more I think yeah. about it, the more I think we need to be like you know, Deserby needs his first win to come quicker than sooner than later. You know, you don't want to, um, you know. I know I don't have any doubt on Deserby, but he wouldn't want to have the ongoing situation of okay, another draw. Okay, we lost mm. to Tottenham, probably didn't deserve to. You wouldn't want to then go to Brentford and then not be able to win the game. And then you've got Forrest after, mm. you know, who are another team that are probably one of the worst in the league, to be honest with you, Forrest. And it's another yeah. team, again, only a few days later, which we should be looking at winning that game by a fair amount of goals, to be honest with you. They really don't look good. Um, and, you know, you look at these two games, that has to be really six points in Deserby's mind. It's not a must win by any, by any stretch, but I think for his own sanity that things are working for him, I think he'll want to yeah. get that ball rolling a lot sooner than later because otherwise doubt sets well, in. And, Considering we got Man City and Chelsea after that, <laughs> I think you're right. Like, exactly. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like if we don't get from the next game, which is Brentford, and then not even Forest, if we don't get four points at least, not not that I'll be worried, but I, I would be a bit like I would you feel would a bit frustrated. A bit yeah, mm. yeah, I would be like, how have we not got more than four? Like, if let's say we lost both games, you'll be like, how? Because then we got Man City and Chelsea. Yeah. That'll be four losses on the bounce. It depends on the manner we lost it. Like if we if we went into Brentford, yeah, and we got absolutely outplayed and we were terrible and it was an awful day, then you'd be mm. thinking, my God, yeah. okay, hopefully that was a nominee. And then if you don't go and beat Forest, then that's when you get worried about, yeah. you know, I, I'm yeah, not yeah. not as in a doubt on Deserby, but a doubt for Deserby, as in he's going to be thinking, am I doing something wrong? What's going wrong here? Mm. So that's almost the part where you want to get that first win. It's a bit like a striker at the beginning of the season, isn't it? You want to hit the ground running as soon as you can. And yeah. 
I mean, but he even on, admitted. Uh, there you go. Sorry. He admitted that he made a mistake, didn't he, against Spurs? Yeah, he got the his first formation 15. wrong, which yeah. is weird. Mm. Um, it's good. That was a strange one because like, I think he, d- he didn't expect. Yeah, it's cool for him to admit that, but it's a strange, strange one to get wrong because mm. Suma came in and he still got the formation wrong or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and also as well, Charleston was going to start, start uh, after fifteen minutes as well. If you, if you know, well, I, I, surely why does it take you fifteen minutes to realize that? <laughs> With all due respect, it's like, the pitch, yeah, yeah, like five <laughs> minutes in. Surely a couple of minutes in, you're like, okay, he's playing five in midfield. Like you then adapt, but. Again, that's not a dig. I, I feel like at least he put his hands up and admitted it. I think I, yeah. I was going to say, that. yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say that was yeah. that was his main mistake. But then the other mistakes were the players. Like mm. against Tottenham, the passing was a shambles, and that's mm. pretty much why we didn't get a, get a result from that because mm. we couldn't string a pass together for love nor money. Yeah, if that happens again against Brentford, we will struggle. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, just I was just going to quickly say because. I went to the game in completely different circumstances. Did you say, yeah, go on to yourself just then? <laughs> no, I was going to say it to you. And then, then oh. no, I, I was going to say it to you, oh, but right, then, right. like, I have a little, like, a minor, minor delay in this. Oh, and you were like, good. oh, sorry, I was going to go. Anyway, um, so, no, I was going to say, I went to the game in different circumstances. So I went with um, Copper, who I didn't even realise were going to be there, to be fair. So Copper Knightley gave me the tickets for corporate. And it was such a weird situation because there was three Tottenham fans and it was just me as a Brighton fan, which sounds terrible. <laughs> And all of them had the opinion of, you know, as soon as that team came in and I agreed with them, I was thinking this is going to be a struggle, to be honest with you, because I thought, you know, I thought Basuma would be a lot more up for it. It was definitely not the same Basuma that I remembered from Brighton. And I thought ultimately Tottenham, that team looked good enough to to potentially drill us. And to be honest with you, I think it's credit really to Deserby for the fact that, you know, even the Tottenham fans were pretty confident in the side they put out that we went in there and we had to make them defend for about 60 minutes of the game. You know, uh, uh, yes, we probably didn't put enough chances together and, and maybe we didn't put the passes together as much as we'd like to. But ultimately, you know, something was working there for them to have to park the bus. It's a, it's a full credit to the Zerbi and I think that'll only get better. And naturally, yeah. we've never been very good at taking on sides that park the bus, have we? It, it, ever, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, 100% true. right. Boys, let, let's wrap this up then. Oh, oh, sorry, before we do, question. Does Matoma start... Against yeah. Brentford, Ooh. yeah, I'd start. Ryan, yes, I'd start, start him. him. Yeah, definitely. What, 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 who would you take out then? That's that's yeah. the hard bit. Start him. We'll have twelve yeah, players. Play twelve. Yeah, to get twelve. Man. This is the hard uh, thing because you know I think he adds so much to the team. Matoma, I, I think yeah. he's so exciting to watch. Very yeah. quick, great touch on him. Very capable of taking on players. A lot of confidence in the boy. Really excited player, honestly, one of the most excited players you've had probably since Knockout's days. And yeah, it's tough because obviously I mentioned Stupinian before, probably wouldn't take him out now. I don't know. I think you then look at um, a bit further up, we've got Solly March. I don't know, he didn't have his best game against Tottenham. It's harsh yeah, to drop I... him, so I probably couldn't. Um, and then you, then that's where you start wondering, isn't it? You can't obviously drop Trossard yeah. as the best player at the moment. Um, and that's where the questions get asked. I think the only one that's yeah. culprit that could is March on the back of the last performance. But um, as you, as the phrase saying goes, you're only as good as your last game. Whether the Zerbi will sense that and put Matoma in as a gamble to put a stamp on, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Ben, any any thoughts on the whole Matoma situation? Um, I guess uh-huh. there kind of maybe needs to be a change. Yeah, I would like to see him. He's a bit more direct, but maybe again, he's just one of those players that is better off the bench. Yeah, I think with his yeah. directness and his pace, it might be one that he'll just be good to come on later mm. in the game. Unfortunately for him, um, I, I I wouldn't know what changes to make. So no, it was the exact same team that we um, played Liverpool, wasn't it? I'm pretty mm. sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, sec- yeah, same. So, yeah. 
I wouldn't know. Yeah, I probably wouldn't make any changes. Hopefully, Tottenham and the way we played, which was quite poorly, was just a blip. And yeah, I I generally think just Conte uh, Conte out uh, tactic. Is that a word? Yeah, tactic. Yeah, you know what I mean. I felt I felt like I felt like Conte got got his plan. You know, they got they got their goal and they just sat back and just defended. Which fair play, they they got their win. So, but yeah, yeah, and Tony, I'd love to see him start, but I agree with Ben. No, sorry, Before I was supposed to say I with Ben. I, th- I think, go on. No, no, you were saying about that. I, this is the thing, me and Matt have a That's <laughs> oh. why it sounded like I was talking to myself. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. I, I thought you were saying like, uh, to wrap up as in you, oh, right. Okay, no, 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 I was going to say, that's before I... we wrap up, I'll talk about Gilmore. Oh, but then, yeah, go on, yeah, go on. This is such go a messy it. episode, but I love it. No, go on, so go, I was go, gonna go say, I was going to say about Gilmore because I was going to say, I, 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 we only saw flashes of him, but the flashes I saw of him looked quite excited, actually. You know, we only saw him for about five, ten minutes. Um, mm. I, I want to see more of him. I, whether that means he gets maybe 20 minutes against Brentford or even potentially a bit more than that. I like the look of him. I think Deserby senses he like the looks of him as he likes the look of him as well. So he could be another one to watch, I think, Gilmore. Hopefully he can turn it into a Locatelli type because Imagine. Deserbi, I wouldn't say Deserby made Locatelli, but Locatelli flourished under him. I yeah, for sure. So. Sure. And Rasper Adini, who's now smashing it for Napoli, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. So shout out to him. Mm. But yeah, right, predictions, boys. Uh, Ryan, let's start mm. with you. Predictions. Tough ones. I'm going to go 2 0. And, and I just think we need to, we really need to make a stamp. I think Deserve we want to make a stamp. I have a feeling. 2 0 Brentford, even... yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brighton. I think he could make a gamble. I think he could chuck something in. Um, I think he senses that something could work, potentially Matoma, potentially Gilmore. I don't know. But I think 2-0. I want to see us go win. Nice. Ben? Um, I'm going to say 1-0. Uh, yeah, I just... I think... I don't know. Brent, I think we might be under... <laughs> I think we might be underestimating Brentford. They'll be up for it Friday night Five under the months. lights. I think yeah. I say every time is under the lights. But um, mm. yeah, 1-0. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to be I'm gonna be positive. I'm going to go 2-1 yes. Brighton. Um, yes, sir. I, I, I'm going to... Uh, my heart says... Uh, it's going to be a draw, but my no, what is it? My head says it's going to be a head draw. Head says draw. My heart mm. two one. Yeah, two one Brighton. Okay. Uh, and my dick says eight nil Brighton. Yeah. Saving, right, boys, listen. Two. What an absolute, <laughs> what an absolute corker of an episode that yeah. was. Uh, big shout out to Marcus Smith as yeah. uh, always. Mentally drained, legend. As you can tell. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, also Going from that to just j- doing, just uh, about final thing, obviously, obviously as well. Uh, we send all our love to Mwepu and his family, his friends, himself, yeah. uh, and of course. Big shout out to everyone uh, thank supporting you, and showing love. And yeah, thank you so much uh, for everyone listening. We really hope you enjoyed it. Please do like, comment and subscribe. It does mean a lot to us. And of course, keep uh, streaming on all the Spotify and Apple and all that good stuff as well. Uh, what really did Marcus say to comment? Um, oh, comment teams like Tottenham. Teams like Spurs. Teams like Spurs. Right. Yeah. Listen, absolutely legends. Thank you, everyone, we'll everyone involved. And we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>
They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.